The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you. It's Kevin in the Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. Michelle Saleo is back. I always love it when Michelle Saleo is back because the energy of the room goes up a thousand percent. You will not need coffee if you're listening to this in the morning. Um, Michelle and I were going to talk about The Mandalorian, but instead she watched The Vow and she has a lot to say about that. And then we just kind of go wherever we're going to go. So let's just start talking to her. So you and I were going to talk over the weekend, and then things happened, and then you were like, let's talk on Tuesday. And I was like, no, let's talk on Wednesday, because the election will be over, and we'll be way less stressed out. And now it's Wednesday, and the election is not fucking over. And I am not, not way less stressed out, like at all. So... Um, aside from desperately trying to sleep last night and, and not achieving anything, I'll tell you where I was up until about an hour ago. Okay. And that would, that's the dentist being fitted for a night guard because I chipped my tooth in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I had a night, I had, I'm grinding my teeth in my sleep. Yes. And, uh, um, my night guard just pinches my gums so i just don't use it i'm like there's so many barriers between me and sleep like a big <laughs> hunk a chunk of plastic in my mouth is one it's i just stopping don't it. well yeah. this is a bad this is a bad sign for things to come because i this is my first night guard and i'm telling you right now you better put that thing back in your face before you wind up chipping your teeth <laughs> while you're sleeping like i can't even relax while i'm unconscious <laughs> that's what this means I am not not stressed out. Yeah, yeah. It's so now, and and this whole thing is just going to make it even. I'm going to be even more attractive while I'm sleeping too. Because apparently, if I'm not snoring or grinding my teeth, which is real sexy, I'm going to look like a prize fighter. Who, who cares how sexy you are when you're asleep? Let's get it on. How many people are there? Well, it's me and the guy that I'm sleeping with. Yeah, your well, husband. It doesn't really matter. He has no interest in me anyway, but it's and, not making the situation any better. But he's also asleep. With also a night guard. <laughs> oh, you're the night guard twins. So you can bump night guards. It's so bad. It's like, <laughs> this is what middle age is. This is adulting. I know. And there's just so many like paraphernalia you have to do to fulfill a bodily function now. You're Somebody like, well, I, I got to do this and I got to get this yeah. and I got to get this. So uh, I I reunited with some junior high school girls, right. and and they were, they're trying to like plan an overnight trip, and I'm like I don't know if I could share a room with somebody. I'm very high maintenance. I'm not sure. Like we had slumber parties when we were kids, you know. And now I'm like, listen, I need my humidifier. Yeah. I have to bring an extension cord. I'm constantly reminded of the amount of sleep things I don't have. And I'm like, I bought a bed and I bought a bed. I bought a bed. I bought an adjustable bed. Cause it was like free. Like right. if you buy the mattress, they'll give you an adjustable frame. So now mm-hmm. I'm like so old that if I want to watch TV in bed, I got to like raise myself up. Like, like Darth Vader at the mm-hmm. end of Revenge of the Sith, just like lower myself <laughs> up to watch half an episode of Conan. <laughs> <laughs> at least you, can get to pretend to be Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the flip side is there's nobody in that room. <laughs> right. There's a cat. Well, that's even better. Right. Yeah. Except for Fozzie. Yeah. That, oh. That's even better. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I found out right before we got on this call, I guess this, this call is going to be about stress. I found out just before <laughs> I got on this call that somebody in Sebastian's class has COVID. So what is, does that mean? That's I'm surprised it took this long. I gave I gave school like a week before this came down. And then right afterwards, they sent a, because Sebastian's in second grade, the school sent another email that said, yeah, we're going to let make all the fifth graders stay home. And I'm like, well, what is- Just the fifth graders? Like, shouldn't the whole school stay home? 
Yeah, but like, but why? Well, somebody in fifth grade obviously has it, but then it's like, but somebody in second grade clearly has it. And they said like, they said my, my Sebastian's teacher. They were like somebody in her class, but we are taking the necessary precautions. And I'm like, aren't I part of the necessary precautions? Uh, yeah, that sounds all kinds of shady. So far, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, state-run school it's not like they're asking for twenty dollars to do Wait, a test can I tell you like if the kid had lice do you have any idea what would happen yeah my all oh, my kids have had lice twice because okay like the reaction is so much different yeah right they're like all right all hands on deck we got a lice kid in the class like the nurse came here's the letter here's what she found it's like a whole thing now it's like You got the sniffles. Tested positive for COVID. We're not saying anything. You're not even allowed to know where this kid came from. What class? Like it's just yeah. insanity. Now, two people in my office have had have had COVID, and I don't know who they were, because they we, you, they sent an email to everybody. They're like, somebody has COVID, but it's like it's like they came out of the COVID closet. <laughs> yes, yes. Am I gonna? But like the thing is, this is a potentially deadly disease. I have no yeah. other reason to discriminate other than the fact that if this person breathes in my general direction, I might die. Yeah. And, and you know, it's nothing personal. And you have no idea because it's different for everybody. Like my allergies were so bad twice this year <laughs> that I kind of think I had it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, but like, I felt like crap until about three days ago, but I always feel like crap. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's just emotional. <laughs> When does anybody feel normal? No, when do you get to feel good? I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, when was the last time? Because I, I was like totally stressed out about the election. I was like, it's going to be, I'm going to totally chill out and I'm going to have a drink and yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to watch other things. And like anytime Trump won a state, I flipped out. I totally like, flipped out. I, I, Leading up to this, I was just like, listen, you know what? I've been through some shit. I'm really just not going to be emotionally invested in this presidential election, for God's sakes. You know, I'm a generally political person my whole life, but I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'm just not going to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and, then, and there I was, glued to the TV, comparing it to my live CNN updates. Mm-hmm. And uh, how come Channel 7 is not as updated as what the New York Times is reporting? And then how many electoral votes? And I got my 16-year-old running, change the channel! <laughs> Hurry up! Look, because he's got, more, he's got his own live streaming updates. And I'm like, this is, this is bad. This is a bad situation. And then I went to sleep and chipped my tooth. Oh, well, then that... And then the same thing, because um, I don't have cable anymore. So, oh, yeah. right. so I had um, Peacock... I get Peacock for free because I have Comcast. So right. Peacock had live coverage, which was like Joe Scarborough. So it was in tremendously left-leaning. Like, and I'm, I'm left-leaning, but like uh, MSNBC is just like, guys, you guys are just telling me what I want to hear. You're not reality. You yeah. know, it's like Fox News, but, but agrees with me. The and, then, and then, so then um, Apple TV had a live feed from ABC. And I'm like, all right, yeah. Disney, that's as middle of the road as you get. George Stephanopoulos. Right. And, and, and what's his name? I'm um, Chris Christie, right? He's there representing the right, okay? Okay. Oh, he wasn't there when I looked. It was just George Stephanopoulos and a bunch of guys I didn't know. Yeah, no. But, Chris Christie's on there. But they had totally different numbers. And then I checked the news app on my Apple TV, right. and they had different numbers. Because some of them per, are, were projecting. Like last night said Arizona was Biden, and some of them didn't say it to today. Like CNN right now, they're like, uh, Wisconsin's gone for Biden, but they didn't add the numbers yet. And I'm like, I'm like, well, you, you designed this fucked up electoral college system because for a population that could not count in the millions, <laughs> but you, you still can't even right. get that right. You just said last night they projected Arizona for Biden. And I was so afraid just now that you were going to be like, and today they gave it to Trump. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, the, I saw that. <laughs> I oh, saw that to be on, like, ah! just an hour ago, I was on Twitter and somebody posted, because uh, it's looking good right now. Right now, we're, this is Wednesday afternoon. We don't know what's going to happen. God only knows. We'll pro- probably be in court. Um, but yes. somebody posted, um, 
somebody posted, guys, we're going to have the first female uh, person of color as vice president. And my first reaction was like, don't tweet that out loud. They'll take their votes back. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remembered, oh, yeah, once it's done, it's done. No, it's over. And that, you that never was, know. And that was the funny thing, because there's protests in Michigan to stop the vote after Michigan called it for Biden. So really? they're like, yeah, yeah. Did this happen today? I was today, in the yeah. all day. It, oh was, my God. it was an attack of the Karens. <sighs> and they were, all go, they were all chanting stop the vote, and they weren't even chanting it right. They were like, couldn't get in rhythm with each other. Well, they're Like Michigan had already called it. <laughs> Poor Karen. You it's, don't know. It's like, did you, have you seen Good Omens? No. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, David Tennant and, um, oh God, I always blank on him. Uh, this is a British show? It, yeah, uh, kind of. It's a co-production. Um, damn it, I like him so much. I got to get my phone. It's driving me crazy. Because uh, he was on 30 Rock and he played Frost and Frost Nixon. Uh, but anyway, Good Omens was, is an Amazon Prime show. There's only uh-huh. six episodes because it's a Neil Gaiman book that he wrote with Terry Pratchett. So they mm-hmm. adapted the book. It's really, really good. I read the book in like 2002 and David Tennant was my favorite Doctor Who. So I was like, okay, I'm watching this. Uh, Michael is in it. It's like full of good people. It's really good. But they did the whole book in six episodes. And, but it's about um, heaven and hell and then the end of the world. Um, it's I detect like, the theme here. Because yeah. the last time we did this, you wanted yeah. me to watch The Good Place. What, what, what's happening? Oh, yeah, I'm re-watching The Good Place. It's good. Well, it's the times we live in. All the good entertainment is talking about that the world's over. And it, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, so Look, Don't get your carpets events. cleaned anytime soon before you wind up enrolled in a cult. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> I just got a carpet cleaner. I just bought the machine because good. I have a senior cat in wall-to-wall shag carpeting. Perfect. So, so um, more, no, and you're wondering if may could it be my allergies? I don't yeah. know. I don't you're, know, but I'm dumping yellow tank after yellow tank after yellow tank. You're three inches of shag. Oh, What's uh, the cat? I feel like three inches of shag. So, uh, okay. But anyway, good omens. Um, so it's about heaven and hell and the end of the world. So they, they touch upon like biblical themes and stuff, but it's a comedy. It's really good. But a church group was started a petition, cancel good omens. And I'm like, it's already done. <laughs> they weren't going to do a second season because they finished the fucking book. That's and that's what's happening works. in Michigan. Right now they're right. saying stop the vote for, for a state that's already been called. Right. It doesn't work like that. But yeah. thank you for your opinion. Thank certainly. you for thank you for being angry. And it's great. The That's one video I saw of them in Michigan too. The one video, like I was like, oh, there's sound to this. Let me hear about sound. And it was a woman going, "What about him? That man there? He's not wearing a mask. Him? Turn around." And I'm like, I know exactly where this is. I, know I don't exactly. understand. Like, you know, I, but for the fact that I'm a middle-aged mom. Right. I really don't have much in common with Karen's. Right. Except that I'm like monumentally embarrassed for them. Yeah. Right. Every time I see one of these videos, I'm like, oh, honey, just go back in the car. Like, I just I don't understand why the the fact that these videos go viral hasn't taught these moms a lesson. Like, sure, stop calling the cops. But like, it's not working. They're not, and you know that they're like the first moms to be like, well, we've done timeout. We've tried the timeout. You know, they're all, they're the moms that are lecturing you on your disciplinary tactics and they don't even know how to employ their own. Right. You see what happened when the other kids- They got one kid in rehab, they got one kid in prison, but it wasn't his fault. Right, right. But, but lady, like you saw what happened to the other Karen. You didn't learn your lesson. Put the phone down. walk away everyone is so convinced they're right in this country which is why the fucking election is so close i I was i was depressed just that it was close that was my twitter feed was like everyone was like really i know that's why i was mostly stressed out because i was like well aside from the fact that it's close right but i really wanted it to be like a a murder i wanted it to be like a real big fat landslide We, we we won't put up with this like you know 
you know, I don't know. Like, I just wanted it to be like the smart people have woken up across the country and said like, well, enough is enough. You had your chance. You know, John Mulaney did that fantastic piece about there's a horse in a hospital. Yes. It's time for the horse to get yeah. out of the hospital. Like all the patients have lost their patients mm. and it's done. Like, we're, we, you know, that's enough. When you said this should be like a murder, I realized it should be like a murder, but instead it's like a murder mystery. Of like, there's a body. Which one of you did it? It wasn't yes. me. I had the candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump's standing there with all the weapons from Clue, <laughs> all of them, <laughs> including like the including like the pipe. I'm like, when I was a kid, I was like, what is he gonna? He had a pipe and a wrench. I was like, is he gonna fix your toilet? <laughs> and then what shove happened? You in it? Yeah. Why did they use the wrench and put the pipe back? Why is there a pipe? Yeah, there, there was already a knife and a, and a gun. <laughs> you didn't need to start pulling the sink apart. That game had, <laughs> had everything in the kitchen sink. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So my, I had this reunion last weekend. Yes, that was the story you were telling. <laughs> yes, I'm going to tell you a story now. We're telling you now. We right. need a break because you think... You, you know, you go through your little life in your little COVID bubble, which is probably yeah. half the problem, right? And then you're like, oh, what was me, my terrible life? Okay, so here's my story. I, I hook up with a bunch of friends that I haven't seen since junior high school, right? God bless Facebook. And there's, I think, seven of us. And we're all arriving a little at a time. And it's, oh, you know, how I'll look at you. And what did you grow up to be? And I saw on Facebook what you are, you know, whatever. And how many kids do you have? In walks my friend. And she was always like the loud, obnoxious one. And, it, and she not, was the loud, obnoxious. Yes, one. yes. I was hoping that you would pick up on that. Yes. So this is like a. So she was the one where you were like, I can't get a word in. I might as well just sit down. Yes. Okay. A hundred percent. In this in this environment, bet I am not the loud, obnoxious one, or even the funny one. Which I'm not even saying in this environment I'm the funny wow. one. But by far, not cracking jokes when this chick's around. Okay. So she walks in, it's a BYOB restaurant, right? She walks in with a bottle of champagne, fine, apropos, and a bottle of vodka. And she's, she don't even say hello. Hello, basically, she's standing up with one knee, one foot on the chair, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's unwinding the wire on the champagne. Yeah. Right? So I go, how are you? So she goes, you know, my husband died two years ago. So I'm like, are you? Uh, yeah, I know. I, I sent you a little something. She goes, best day of my life. Okay. <laughs> best day of my life. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 okay. Uh, she goes, let me tell you a story. All right. Let me tell you a story. Pass the glasses. She's like, I, I don't even know what to say. Okay. Now everybody says, toast 30 years. She downs the champagne. She says, so two years ago, I'm bringing my daughter to tennis lesson. This is a gross exaggeration of her voice, but I can't help it. Bringing my daughter to tennis lessons, my husband says to me, I don't feel right. I feel a little anxious. So I said, all right, whatever. I'm going. She leaves. She goes, and let me tell you something else. We're together 30 years. From the last time I saw her, she was with this guy, right? We're together yeah. 30 years. Perfect marriage. Always. Four hours later, I come back. I open the door. Mort on the floor. Dead. So I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. She's blood everywhere. I blood everywhere? Out. Uh, she goes, I don't know what made me think to leave my daughter in the car that my daughter was in the car. So I freak out. I call the ambulance. I call the, the cops, whatever. They roll them over. Face is purple. Must have been there. Must have dropped. This must have dropped dead the minute I walked out the door. Um, and I still can't understand like why she's being so sort of cavalier about it okay yeah yeah okay so he always said i don't want no wake just the church and the and the cemetery and that's it so i call my friend she's a mortician she comes okay i get a phone call from her listen if you want to see him come now because the church won't let you open the casket and you're not going to be able to open it when we go to the to the cemetery okay she says let me grab his phone she grabs the guy's phone, brings it to the mortician, takes his cold, dead finger, <gasps> and unlocks his phone. That works? I thought, I, thought yeah. he, I thought it was body heat. No, it's a fingerprint. What heat? Yeah, but the swiping. 
No, you got to unlock the phone. Then she could swipe all she wants. Oh, wow. Okay, so she, uh, so she opens her dead husband's phone with her dead husband's hand. And finds out that for the last seven years, he's been cheating on her with a th- at least three women, one of whom, special relationship, complete with love notes and videos. Wow. She had no idea, right? So the church is going to be in a day and a half. She goes home. She has a glass of wine. And keep in mind, by the way, appetizers not even ordered yet. I'm still sitting there like, what? I don't know how many kids she has. How old are they? What? Are oh, they you, mean, high you mean appetizers for the table where you are? Yes. Okay. When you said appetizers hasn't been ordered yet, I was like, is that how you start planning a funeral? <laughs> no, no, no. First you get the appetizers. <laughs> then you get the place. No, and no, then you no. send out an evite. <laughs> I'm like, now we're all... The, the whole table is quiet. We're all listening to this insane story. And I'm like, we just, by the way, I, you know, I'm like, and the waiter keeps coming around. Can I get you ladies anything? We're like, shut up, no, get out of here. What happened next? We, and I'm like, we just, I didn't, okay. So she goes home, pours <laughs> herself a glass of wine, and she calls the woman because she knows her, of course, because where did he meet her? In the gym, which is the, regal beagle of the millennial years well everybody's half naked and they're taking care of their bodies for somebody that's not paying attention to it anymore (laughs) so she called her up and she goes you know hello she says oh i just heard this is terrible i'm so sorry i'm so sorry she says yeah listen i know all about (laughs) you and my husband oh I got into his phone and I know everything. <gasps> what? What are you talking about? No, that's not true. She says, oh, yeah. Hold on. And she forwards her the video. Oh, is it a sex video or is it like a look at us in love video? No, no, no. It's a video of her giving her ex a blowjob. So a look at us, we're so in love. No, it's a blowjob video. <laughs> what better love. way to say I love you? <laughs> Well, see, this is a very different interpretation. <laughs> I, I just yeah, called. Remember that Stevie Wonder song? I just called to say I'll blow you. <laughs> so, so she's the great thing about when, I'm sorry, but the great thing about when Stevie Wonder gets a blowjob, he just moves oh, no. the same way. Just, just. <laughs> <You're terrible. laughs> <laughs> anyway so we're all sitting there again like and I'm, we're like what you did what oh my god and then she sent the lady the video and we're like oh my god i can't believe you did this oh my god then she goes now put your husband on the phone oh oh shit right the lady's like no, no, no. She goes, put your husband on the phone i'm gonna show up at your door she puts the husband on the phone, same exact conversation. She goes, hold on, send him the video. Yeah! Now we're all cheering. <laughs> yep. And then she goes, and if you had any designs on showing up to the church, you better, I better not see within a five block radius. Boom, she hung up the phone. Yep. That was the best day. Best thing that ever happened to me. Imagine if I would have found out before that prick dropped dead, I would have half my house now. <laughs> that story was so amazing that it just, you just started beeping in the middle of it. It's like, I'm like, is that a warning system on your end that you're cutting off the mic? Was there beeping? There was some weird beeping. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't Maybe know how it was to. Me. I don't know how to remove it. So I figured the best thing to do is just mention it in the episode. And then when people listen to it, they go, what's that's the that way to do it. Oh, nobody knows what that beeping is. It's Michelle. When she gets a little excited about storytelling, it's a, you know, a secondary, it's an incidental beep. Yeah. Maybe if you had a good microphone, it wouldn't do that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. No, don't turn it on now. I'm not going to turn it on. Now, Michelle has a blue, one of the blue microphones that is yet to work. This is like the snowball. It's a professional. Yeah, I think this is like the fourth episode you've done. It's never worked. I bought it at the Apple store and I'm using a Windows computer. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's it. 
I, I would hate, it just sits on my desk and taunts me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> You're not breaking eye contact with it either. No, I don't want to talk to me. Tell me what's wrong. Like, it's like, what? It's a microphone. Oh. It does like, it does have like a cute little face. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the story. We, we just couldn't get over it the whole time. It took over the whole entire night. Then I get a text from my other friend. Later on, uh, do you think she killed her husband? I'm asking for a friend. Is the friend her husband? <laughs> <laughs> is the is the friend Carol Baskin? <laughs> In the end, her name is Carol. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a lot of pets. That's amazing. Yes. Oh. This is just crazy. We're going away with them. Yeah. That was... that, that's the group I'm trying to figure out how to go away. I'm going. Uh... <laughs> you should just imagine the stories you'll bring back. Nobody will sleep, but at least no, you won't be stressed sleep. out. Well, you won't because you got a, all the paraphernalia strapped to your face. <laughs> my night guard and my, my mittens. You're, because you're... I have little lotion on the hands and then I got to stick them in mittens. I'm very attractive. I, yeah. I go to sleep. Basically, you're COVID protected in bed because there's no okay. skin showing. No. Not to mention I sleep yeah. in these ginormous slippers because I'm always freezing cold. Do you sleep in a 1950s uh, outer Bonnet. space bubble? No, no, mm. the big clear bubble, like a goldfish bowl. You couldn't put your head on the table then. No, of course <laughs> not. I have a bonnet, like a normal person. And like a little house on the prairie. Pot is what I am. Sex pot. I'm ready for love. <laughs> <laughs> or blowjobs, because you know I got the mouth guard now. As, so. as we said, what better way? What better way? That's I don't know the if the mouth guard would help or, or hinder. I, I think you know what? I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole episode. Yes. You know what? God forbid I wind up on somebody's fucking cell phone. Oh, God forbid you wind up at somebody's funeral on their cell phone. That's true. That's true. Uh, so I watched The Good Place. Oh, did you watch the whole thing? I, I don't know what it? episode I got to. I'm like, I'm still a little lukewarm about it. I love the premise. It's very nice. I like that she starts to figure out how she has like sort of power, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't want to necessarily keep tuning in because I was watching The Vow on HBO. Oh, see, I heard, Nixium I, heard, I heard everybody was into it. And then the last episode, everybody went, fuck this. So I haven't started it. Because the best thing to do is watch The Vow and Seduced. Oh, yeah, I heard about Seduced. Because The Vow is from the perspective of the cult leader, who's Keith Raniere. It's from the perspective of his right-hand man. Okay. And I think, and he, he was a, a, a movie maker, uh, and before he got sort of recruited into the, into the cult and I think that he's like filled with guilt and so kind of still wanted to have I guess a little bit of respect for what was going on and a little bit of respect for the victims really was but, this a cult with the girls from Smallville in it yeah and then, uh, I heard I read about that like when they were arrested that's too, seduced I, or that's the vow both of them they're it's both the about the, oh wow about Nexium. yeah okay yeah it's very, very interesting. Yeah. In like, you know, in like a, a human study almost, because these are not necessarily people that you would think are easily influenced by this kind of thing. And it's a cult that's not necessarily based on God or, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it acts a lot like Scientology, but with a Tony Robbins kind of twist, right? Okay. Like a self-help kind of like you can actualize yourself, but you got to yes. brand these girls. That becomes what the whole purpose of this thing is, right? So that's the problem with the vow. The vow doesn't really connect Keith Raniere to the branding. You really don't understand what his role was. And there's really, at, you, at the last episode, I'm like, I really don't see what he did. I don't understand why he's got 140 years in prison, which he did. Like, I don't understand. But when you watch Seduced, then you're like, ooh, yikes. That's some serious shit. And the way that they sort of indoctrinate or brainwash these people 
is not something that you would walk away from being like, oh, that could never happen to me because it totally could happen. You know, if they are very patient with the way that they do this, they're very selective with the people that they choose to move on. The second, the like second in command is a woman who has a degree in hypnosis, basically. And so she speaks to people in a very hypnotic way and has, and sort of implants these suggestions. Now they don't say this, but kind of they do. Hmm. So it, it's, on that level, kind of frightening, right? Because you could really see yourself, like I could see myself taking a class about, um, I don't know, harnessing your own power or trying to stay focused to you know, achieve your career goals. Like you could see that you would do this. Okay, $500 for a weekend of being the best me I can. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, like let's seminar. do this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you could do this weekend for five, then they sell you on more seminars. You, all right, at that point, you're like, hmm, I'll take it or leave it. But that's how it all starts. Mm. And then, you know, if you have some people, I was going to say, if you have the money, then you keep going. But even some people would like maxing out their credit cards to continue because the reason why they didn't want to continue was because of their own fear. Mm. And so then it becomes like, I'm not going to trust my own instincts because fear is bad. So the, you know, if I ignore my fear, then I'll be able to grow more. And then, then it gets to the point that you're being branded because you're trying to ignore your own instincts. It's, it's just crazy. And like they, we watch them both together. You, it really does blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I know about it, like when the story came out was that uh, they, they were, targeting Hollywood because they wanted to get like celebrities in there to like spread yeah. the word. And they targeted Smallville and they had the girl who played Lana and the girl who yes. played Chloe. And there was, there was a point where the girl playing Lana was like, fuck this. And Chloe was like, no, I'm staying in it. And she's one of the ones that got arrested. Yeah. Because she winds up being one of the main recruiters. And like, it's kind of sad because you really get the sense that she was quite vulnerable to this entire thing you're not like the this the um seduced really goes into her a little bit more and what her role was and at some point like i she didn't i think she flipped on on ranieri because she had basically no other choice i don't know exactly how, how much time she was um sentenced to but um, she had a pretty prominent role in what was going on. But nevertheless, like, I still feel bad for her because you, you I can't imagine anybody doing what she did at the level she did without actually really believing that she was helping people. Yeah. Because she was completely brainwashed. It was just insanity. Totally should watch this. And um, what else? I'm also watching The Bachelorette for the first time in my life. <laughs> okay. And how's that going for you? Making good life choices now? <laughs> Not at all. This is exactly what I thought it would be. I never watched this because uh, I, the first season, a thousand years ago, I remember of The Bachelor, the women were like falling all over themselves to, to win this contest. And I was just like, you don't even know anything about this guy. Like, I don't understand what's the prize. And then the second thing is that they all employed the same strategy. And they were all like, oh, I'm going to have sex with him. And then he's going to choose me. <laughs> like, that, that was their secret plan. That's their secret plan. And they all had it. They're like, we, what most women don't know is guys like sex. Well, and they like sex with new people. And I'm a new person. As many as possible. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'm going to give him my flower. And none of these other frigid bitches are going to do that. And then I'm going to win him over because he's going to be so overwhelmed with the power of what I have. And I was like, this is really stupid and degrading and I'm not going to watch this anymore. But apparently this season is fantastic. So I started to watch it. Plus my kid was like, I think that since Housewives is over and we stopped making fun of those ladies, we have a new crop of ladies we can make fun of. <laughs> Let's make fun of some men. And it's paid off because these men are idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's who shows up. Well, it was like, remember that when, when the real world started, 
it was like clear yeah. people that wanted to move to New York and get their career going. And then yeah. none of them really got career. Like two of them became VJs and then nobody else went anywhere. Uh, yeah. Except, except well, oddly Judd Winnick was on like season two or three and became a huge writer for DC. And like- Oh, that's the, is that the San Francisco people? That's the San Francisco I people. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he, he created the Red Hood, which is like a huge Batman story. He was like the only guy out of 10 years of, uh, of the real world to make a career. Yeah. And he made a career as a writer and nobody saw his face. But <laughs> by the end of the real world, it was just a bunch of dopes hanging around a house. It, it just wound up being overproduced and just a bunch of good-looking people and yeah. then they were just like well if people just want to look at good-looking people act stupid like we're just going to create this whole other thing well eventually they works. said why don't we just make them look at ozzy osborne because <laughs> there's I a guy who's doing show. stuff I, I liked it too because i was always big into ozzy and I, I watched almost every scene it was the only reality show i watched because i'm like ozzy's on tv every week yeah i'm gonna watch him wait you didn't watch flavor of love no what <laughs> How many clocks do you do I need to look at? You haven't seen anything until you've seen 24 women compete for the love of Flavor Flav. Yeah, I, I don't even think like half the people in Public Enemy would have competed for the love of Flav. <laughs> Chucky was like, Flav who? I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but speaking of watching things, to keep this somewhat on geek topic, did you see the first Mandalorian of season two yet? I'm waiting for the two other people to catch up to me. It's me. All right. So my son and I have brown eyes and my daughter and my husband have green eyes and it's the brown eyes versus the green eyes constantly. Mm -hmm. So we're all caught up, me and the kid and the boy. Yeah. But those two are lagging behind and they won't let us move forward unless they catch up. Now, what happens is the two of them fall asleep during one episode. Uh, I've uh. seen that episode three times now. Yeah. throwing things at them during the episode to wake up because I'm not watching this. It's the one with Amy Sedaris. Oh, yeah. It's like in the middle. Amy Sedaris actually comes back in this episode. And it's funny because uh, I, watch it with the, I watch it with the boys and um, I, I'm not going to get into huge spoilers. Don't you dare. No, it was you. pretty self-contained. But the two things I loved about it were um, Amy Sedaris came back, but the difference between Amy Sedaris in season one and season two is Ben and I had binged all of Strangers with Candy. So where, in season where are you one, that? Hold oh, on, it's I'm on it. Uh, CBS All Access has it. They have a lot of Comedy Central because they're Paramount, and oh. CBS has committed to putting out new Star Trek every week for the rest of my life. So <laughs> I got us. So I have a subscription, and I was I was digging around, and they got a, I have a bunch of. Comedy Central, they have all three seasons. No one has the movie, but they have all three seasons. I make that stupid face all the time that she makes, yeah. and no one knows what I'm doing. Yeah. It was, I, I do but, it all the time. But, but she pops up again in season two, and in the first episode, and I'm like, do you recognize her? He's like, she's familiar. I'm like, that's Jerry Blank. And he just, I don't know that he watched the rest of the episode. He was just stunned. Right. They really he's like, he's like oh, enough. yeah, I see it. She, you know, David Letterman is like in love with her. Oh, he used to have her on all the time. Her and Bonnie Hunt. Her, Bonnie Hunt, and Terry Garr. He liked funny blondes. And Julia Roberts, he had a crush on. He uh, loved having her on. Yeah. Well, but do you know her, her brother, David Sedaris? Right? Yes. I laughed so hard one time. I was reading um, Should You Become Engulfed in Flames? Yes, I've read that one. I was reading it on the, a plane. And I was laughing so hard and trying desperately to cover up that I was laughing so hard that I uh -huh. made a scene. It, I apparently it looked like I was having some kind of convulsion. Yeah. I was hunched over laughing, like crunched into the next seat and just convulsing. <laughs> He's like, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't take it from a book. I never laughed so hard in my life. And the students came over and they were like, are you, ma'am, are you all right? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't speak. I just pointed to the page. And then I <laughs> quickly read all of the rest of his books. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Incredible. I was I, I got into a he's David Sedaris phase around the same time I got into a Chuck Klosterman phase. And I, I just uh, Chuck Klosterman's like uh, he's like a Gen Xer. He's uh, he wrote a lot for Spin, and so he he writes a lot of music essays. Um, but he's got a lot of books. Uh, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs is a really good book. 
right. Well, I'm glad uh, I brought my pen and pad here. I got strange. But we were all here. like, there was a period where all my friends were super into him. And then I saw him on 42nd Street. And it was like one of those New York moments where there were a thousand people between us. And I was the only one like, <laughs> nobody else could have given a shit. It was a guy with like headphones that were way too big. Cause, yes. You know, because he needs to hear all of it. <laughs> my husband just bumped into some hip hop person that I really should know, but I didn't know. Somebody in Biggie Smalls' crew just today, yeah. like a couple, and I was just like, I'm sorry. And he was like all starstruck, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know who that is. Yeah, but, I, met, I, I, I always, it's all, celebrities are all about how personally important they are to you. You think? Yeah, because I was like, I was like way cooler with um, like Heather Locklear than I was with Ginny Garofalo. Cause I, like well, yeah. the people I personally liked, I was like, ah, like I, I met Bruce Campbell and could barely put two words together. I met um, David Caruso and made an absolute fool of myself. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I am. So I'm a sucker for like, is it like Irish look, you know? So okay. the lighter the skin and the bluer the eyes, um, and you know, Dave Cruz has got that crazy flaming red hair, and I like, I just lost it, right? Yeah, he looks like my friend Howie. <laughs> Thank God I never met Howie. <laughs> <laughs> because growing up in Bentonhurst, everybody tried to look like John Travolta. Right. You know, like. But everybody had these pushback Guido hairdo, and I, this is just nothing that turned me on. Well, it was, it, was, it was the same thing for me in the opposite, because I was growing up in Rockaway looking really Irish. And then I would do forensics, and we would compete against, like, Bishop Carney and oh, all yeah. the Brooklyn schools. And, uh, and then I would go out with, like, Puerto Rican and Italian girls. And it was, it was awesome. My whole life was overrun with Puerto Rican and Italian girls. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> right. So, if I, but if I just went one neighborhood over into Bay Ridge, then there was like you know the cute Irish guys wearing plaid and having penny loafers, and I was just like, whoa! Like look at those guys, like they were aliens. So, so uh, David Caruso was filming Kiss of Death with Nicolas Cage uh-huh. around the corner from my block, and uh, and uh, my big brother comes in and he's like, oh, you know, David Cruz was filming a movie around the corner. Let's go look. And, then, and we went and it was like really cool to see this movie set. All the, like a house was all lit up and there was craft services and blah, 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 blah. And I had grabbed my dad's jacket um, right before I left. It was a little chilly. And, you know, we spoke about my dad before and he's yeah. like a comic book guy. So as a result, my dad always has a pen and a pad with him just in case he gets an idea or he wants to sketch something, whatever. Always a pen and pad in his, in his jacket. You know, like mm-hmm. those 10 cent ones, they're teensy. So I grab this jacket and then I run, you know, to, to go check this thing out. And as I'm like scoping out the scene, David Caruso comes bounding down the stairs of the house that was all lit up and he suddenly appears to my right and I lose it. I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. And my brother goes, hey, uh, I heard David Caruso was filming a movie around here. Have you seen him? <laughs> So I'm like, shut up, shut up, don't make stupid jokes. And then I try to say, oh, I'm wearing my dad's jacket and he always has a pen and pad here. Can I have your autograph? This uh, is what I tried to say. What'd you say? Oh, my dad's jacket! And then I just <laughs> threw this at him. <laughs> you threw your dad's jacket said, at him? I, I threw the pen and pad at him and I went, I'm going to show! You know what? When you when you had your uh, when you had your TV show, that's how it should have opened every time. You should have just jumped out and went on the show and thrown a pad of paper at the screen, and that would have turned into the logo. Right, right. That's so creative. That and then it would have been a it would have been a kid show, but still. But still, now we should write a kid show. So so then he writes. I, I don't know where the, I, he writes Michelle and then writes his name underneath it. He doesn't even say like. To Michelle with love, David Caruso. He just writes Michelle David Caruso. And he then just writes the two names and yeah. gets out of there. And gets no out of there. verb <laughs> between them. And then I go, here's the topper. I just saw you on TV. What? Why? What? Like it's the magic, like he's Mikey TV and he had been whizzing through the air in a thousand different pieces. <laughs> like, what magic? 
Like he he's trapped in, in the TV room. and he was looking yes. for a way out. Yes. Clearly you've been to the chocolate factory and they put you all back together. <laughs> on human uh, what? And then I, I go, like uh, to learn about selfishness. So <laughs> you tried to eat the product before it was properly packaged. Right. Right. And then I go, uh, I live just three blocks from here. Well, I don't, what was I expecting? That he was going to be like, let's go over there for coffee? I lived just three blocks from here. How old were you? Oh, too old to be acting like this. I was yes. in law school. I was in my early 20s. Oh, yeah. See, because then I lived three blocks from here. It has a very different meaning. Yeah, I, you know. My dad's jacket. Course. I lived three blocks from here. I, did, I, li I just saw you on TV. Clearly, he thought I was like a special needs person and really was yeah. quite frightened. Eventually, my brother was just like, okay. Time to go. Let's bring you back home now. They should be missing you by now. Okay. Yeah, Dad's I've, jacket is how they refer to straight jackets back at home. I've told this story maybe even too many times on this podcast, but uh, I met Jeannie Garofalo do, when I was doing stand-up. She did my friend's show, and it was after the show. I, I went over and was, I watched the show, and then afterwards, everybody's just hanging around, and I, all, everyone on the show was a friend of mine. So we're all kind of just talking, we're in a circle, and then she's talking to people in another circle. And then the, you know how when you're in two circles and the church circles merge into, so it's like the number eight? Yeah. And then it turns around and she and I are in the center of both circles and we make eye contact. And, and you go, ah, my dad's jacket. <laughs> Pretty much. She waved at me, I waved and turned up back on her. I didn't know what to do. I didn't say anything. I just turned around again. You were like, I'm going to be cool? Or I was, was like, just no. Like I was just like, terror. I, I was like, I, sheer terror. I was like, I got nothing. This happened to me um, last year. Uh, I, I definitely told this story before. But uh, two years ago, Dana Gould did the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so he was on tour with Bobcat Goldthwait. So we went, we went to see them. And then afterwards, they were like taking pictures and signing autographs. So I was like, I usually hate to do the fan stuff. But I was like, I've already met him. We've talked on the phone. We've never met in person. I got something mm. to say. So right. like I wait online, I get up there and I, and I go, hey, Dana, I'm John. You did Caffeinated Comics. He goes, oh yeah, that was great. Good to see you. How are you? And it was like, perfect. And then um, he started talking to my now ex. Um, and, and I turn around. I turn around and this guy's face is in my face. He goes, hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> it was that same reaction. I was like, wow, I got nothing for you, Bob Goldblatt. I spent 20 minutes thinking about what to say to take <laughs> there's, something, there's something about surprise celebrity. <laughs> that's never happened to me. No, but it's not like that's what happened with David Caruso. <laughs> surprise celebrity. That's right. I was looking for him too. I think that if I had seen him approach me from about 45 feet away and like slowly, you know, he yeah. materialized, I still would have had the exact same reaction. I still would have stupid lost my mind with all that red hair because you don't necessarily even need to be a celebrity for me to have this reaction if you have the appropriate lack of it's melanin. Like, just an Irish guy. Basically, Irish guy basically every version of Conan O'Brien in Bay Ridge. Yes. It's true. <laughs> See, most, I gave, I most, too much most celebrities, now I don't see any, but because uh, mm. I'm in the Chicago suburbs, but most celebrities, I would ju just do a nod. It'd be pretty cool. I'd be like, oh, hey, how's he? you know, just walking by, I'd be like, that's that guy. Mental note. I've seen that guy now. When, when I was a kid, I was definitely, you know, you walk around the city, you see people, right? I think I was definitely more... I want I, you know, I, I want to, I don't know, I want to make contact with this person, right? But now... You know, the reality of the fact that you know them, but they don't know you has set in. Right. So, like, it's, it's weird and icky. And I think that a nod is probably the best thing. Unless you do have, like, you know, you did caffeinated comics. I think I'm going to say that. Yeah, just tell hey, everybody. Hey, you did my podcast. There's enough out there. Like, who would yeah. know? Yeah, they might not even remember it. They were like, I was, I, I was on my phone. I don't know. I mean, yeah. nobody does podcasts in person anymore. Exactly. And I could be, even say like, hey, I'm Michelle Saleo. You were on my podcast. And they would never know the difference. And then we could strike up a nice conversation and then live happily ever after. And then when you actually do book them on the podcast, they think they've already done it. 
So they're like, all oh, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> all the more reason. That's, that's always good. Yeah. There's been, there's been a couple, I, I've met a couple of celebrities, like when I was in an awkward situation and that was okay. Like I was at New York Comic Con and Ben was a baby and he was in the stroller and he was not doing well. And I was walking him, you know, you walk in the stroller in big, big circles and mm -hmm. you know, the Javits is big. And I just walk, 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 and I like block, um, block the men's room when Joss Whedon's coming out. And I just kind of like look at him and nod, and he like, eh, guy's got kids, he looks at me, nods. And, that was, and then he moves on. And I'm like, oh, I should have asked him for a job. Right. I should have propositioned him for some work. There's always that. I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't think I met anybody famous at Common Con except for Neil Adams. Right? Oh, you're always cosplaying. Neil Adams is a fun person to meet. Yeah, he's a little bit of a nutball. Oh, yeah, my God, yeah. I've always thought about asking him on the podcast, but I don't know which way it would go. It would go the exact same way that it goes with my dad. Well, your dad never came on. <laughs> what? What is this? What are we going to talk about? What does he draw? No, thank you. What my dad. I push? <laughs> my dad just woke up the other day with a detached retina. Oh, nice. And this is- this So is did he really wake up? A weird turn. Yeah, some parts of him didn't though. <laughs> One eye's just still dreaming. One eye, right, just not attached. Just like his daughter who woke up with less teeth. So <laughs> he woke up with half an eye. Yeah. Together, we're not even a full person. So he, my dad, he's gonna be 80 in June. So wow. uh, that's what happens when you get to be that age, you're counting down the month. So, uh, he, so uh, I'm like, oh, we should take him to the hospital in case this is a stroke, blah, blah, blah. So it turns out the doctor like, does an emergency procedure where he sticks his eyeball back together again with the one caveat, right? Keep your head down so that your eyeball will, Just gravity will push it forward towards the lens and it'll stick back together. I hate this so, story. Oh, it's difficult. Keep going. So now my dad, <laughs> so my dad is sent home with the direction of, Keep your fucking head down for four days, right? He does not keep his head down. He climbs up a ladder. He fucking does some, he's like, this is daddy. He looks at an eclipse. He's <laughs> looking up, he's painting things on the ceiling. Like that's the opposite of look down at your feet is getting on a ladder and paint things on the ceiling. Yeah. What the, like, he's Michelangelo. My, my mother calls me up and Michelle, you gotta get him over here, he's on a ladder. How's dad? I'm imagining like, you know, I'm going to come over. I'm going to see my dad like laying face down in a donut pillow, you know, mm -hmm. slurping soup. And I'm like, how's dad? She's like, you got to get over here. He's on the ladder. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He said he saw something up there. I don't know if he's painting or if he's fixing. I don't know. You got to get him up the ladder. Chaos breaks out. He has to go four days later. The doctor is like, what'd you do? Your eyeballs in pieces. We have to put you under general anesthesia. Go to the emergency room right now. Don't climb ladders. Don't. Did you look down? You know what? You oh, never find it. Oh, down, down. Oh. You know what? You never find in an operating theater. A ladder. Right. They have the people way up there. There's no way to get to them because they don't have ladders. They don't have the ladders. They need those ladders. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is why, because he's crazy. He will not do a podcast with you because he's a complete nutball. Well, he's, yeah, with one eye. I don't, 80 years old. I don't know. Now he can see through it, but like, what? 80? And then all he kept doing was being like, when can I work out? When can I work out? You're going to put my eye back together? When can I work out? He's got to go running. I haven't he's been running since, since quarantine happened. Now, I've, I was running inside for the first couple of months and then my basement flooded and it got rid of the little trampoline. That I had. Something you did? Did just you run into, running? Did you make like a hole and did you wear away a hole and? No, no. We water? just got like my old house. Just every time it rained, the basement would flood. So, it, so if we got two feet of water in like April, and there was a dead mouse inside the trampoline, and we were like, "That's it." I will not stand for infestation. Yeah, and that was the thing where Ben's like, "Hey, there's a mouse in here." I'm like, "Good." That's the end of that trampoline. He's like, you want to see the mouse? I'm like, I don't want to see the trampoline. <laughs> it's gone. Nope. No. Uh, I, okay. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about Mandalorian, but you don't want any spoilers. 
but I, I will. Know, I'm very sorry. No, but I will. I will just put it to you this way. Okay. About the new episode. How do you feel about Timothy Oliphant? Who's that? Do you ever see Justified? No. Oh, uh, he's in a couple of episodes of The Office. He's somebody that's like always awesome. He was in that Drew Barrymore zombie show on Netflix. I didn't like that. <laughs> I saw the first one. He was the husband in that. All right, I'm looking him up right now. Look him up. Oh, he's he, very he's handsome. Like a, wait a second. Which guy is he? He's a tall guy. The guy he's with like, the tan cowboy hat? Or yeah, he the guy with the tan cowboy hat. He, he, had the, he had a show justified. It was like seven seasons long. It was really good. He looks like he might be too good looking to be any good. He, no, he, no, he's funny. He like, he, he's like good friends with Conan. So he like he shows up on Conan and just goofs around. He shows up in this episode of The Mandalorian. And he's just like, he does really good cowboys. He does that kind of laid back swagger. Like, hey, how's it going? Like, looks like we're going to have to have a shootout. And he shows up in Star Wars like that, wearing something that will make you scream the entire hour. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, wow. Was like, let's put it this way. I saw the costume and heard the voice and went, is that Timothy Oliphant? And then they did a close up. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And it's like, was it's he, total. Was he Irish Catholic. looking? Did he turn you on that much? It's a little Irish looking. A little bit? A little bit. A little bit. Well, you told me to look up Justified and Walter Goggins came up. Do you know who this oh, is? Oh, yeah. Walton Goggins is Walton Goggins has like a new show on Netflix now. He's an Ant-Man on the Wasp, Walton Goggins. He was? I've he only was. seen that three times. He was, the, he was the guy who was like selling the stolen equipment and then he was trying to steal the lab. The second Ant-Man. Am I out of my mind? I saw it. I saw Ant-Man on the Wasp. With the yeah, I saw it. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? He's got the receipt. He was in the principal. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw like the first one. I know, me too. I don't know. I, I think I saw like the first few and then I was just, I don't know why I let it go. Yeah. He's hilarious in that. And then of course he stole Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I didn't see Sons of Anarchy, but he stole Justified. He's he, in, that's what he does. He's in all of Justified. He did a really, really great episode of Community. Like, really? Yeah, they, they, towards the end, this isn't really a spoiler, but they kill off Chevy Chase because they hated Chevy Chase so much. Right, yeah. And he comes, he shows up to read his will. And in fact, it's bringing it full circle. Here we go. When Here we they, go. Did, uh, they, they did a reading for COVID for charity, they did a Zoom reading. They read oh, that. Yeah. They read out that episode, and Walton Goggins couldn't do it, so they got Pedro Pascal, who's the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And it, you that could guy. tell he had never read it before because he couldn't get through half the lines. He's like reading and just broke down laughing. I have to find that. Pedro Pascal was at my brother's wedding. Really? <gasps> Why? Yeah. This was is it like a Bill Murray thing where he just kind of just wandered in? <laughs> Not even. He came as my, my I, I believe he came as my sister-in-law's sister's date because they knew each other, I want to say at, from college. And I remember that, I don't remember him like per se, but I remember that she was going to bring somebody that wasn't her boyfriend because her boyfriend couldn't make it and Pedro was coming and he was her like gay actor friend. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. And then my, my brother's like, you know, what was it? When he first was in Game of Thrones, my brother was oh, like, remember? Was he? he was in Game of Thrones. I gave up by season two. The mountain killed him. Oh, okay. Everybody got killed in Game of Thrones. It was like Walking Dead. Yeah, it was dead. quite spectacular. It's it was like exactly like, okay, you ready? Remember, of course you remember the scene in, uh, in Indiana Jones when he shoots the, the guy because do, he yeah. had because he, he had diarrhea that day? Yeah, they all had diarrhea that day. There is a, del I don't know if you knew this, there's a deleted scene of um, when Salah, when they, they grab Salah because he's holding the rope for the map room and then the Nazis start yelling at him mm -hmm. to leave and like, then Indy's like stranded down there. Uh, there yeah. was a scene where they were going to shoot him and they tied him to a pole and there's still images of it, but they didn't cut it out because John Reese davies pooped his pants. He shit himself. Of course. Yeah, while he was tied the to the pole. <laughs> yeah. But he says it like on the documentary, he's like, I filled my palava and I did not care. <laughs> like, 
John Reese Davis is almost George Takei. <laughs> I can't. I know it's true. It's true. They really should get together and out a voice over themselves. Oh, out voice each other. It'd be crazy. Yeah. So, so okay. So Pedro Pascal did this exact same maneuver as Indy did when he was like he pulled out the gun and shot the whatever the guy Swordsman, in the yeah. market. Okay, but except he was on the other side, so he was like flipping around and like you know he had this spear and he was doing all this stuff and then like the mountain just freaking clocked him and killed him and at the end. Ah, that's like uh, there's there's a scene in uh, in Justice League in the comic mm-hmm. um, that. Uh, it was in the 80s. They decided to just make it a, a sitcom, and it, uh, it's amazing. And Jam, Jam Nomadis wrote it. And he's, we've had him on the podcast a couple of times. But they had uh, the Green Lantern was Guy Gardner, and he was just a jerk, and he was a loudmouth. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he's, he's fighting with Batman for like five issues. And then the cover of issue six said, This is it, Guy Gardner versus Batman. It's like Guy Gardner and like Blue Beetle and Bruce Scroll, like holding him back, and he's screaming. And it builds up, and he's just like, and he starts fighting with Batman and he takes, he's like, he's like, you just wait here one second. He takes the ring off and then you turn the page and Batman just punches him in the face and he's unconscious for two issues. <laughs> like the next issue, they're on an adventure and they're like, meanwhile, and then Guy Carter's just still on the floor. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, at first. <laughs> best comic moments ever. That's great. I thought at first I was going to be like, what a freaking letdown. But no, it's like, it's hilarious because it's Batman. That's hilarious. And like Batman, the whole time is like, don't, don't do it, don't do it. So wait, I have to look up now. This is three things I'm looking up. I am looking okay. up *Strangers of Candy* on CBS All Access, *Sex Drudge* yeah. and *Cocoa Pops*, and Pedro Pascal live reading of *Community*. Yeah, but it's with the entire cast. So do uh, *Community* Zoom because like like everybody's there. Like even Donald Glover came back for it. But yeah, they, Pedro Pascal did this. Peter Pascal plays the Walton Goggins role in it. So he's the only he guest star. He did this with Fast Times. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. With Sean Penn. Yeah, well, and they did a new... Um... And Shia LaBeouf was uh, Spicoli. Really? Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to seem like guy. old, grizzled, mad Sean Penn. <laughs> come back. I, I don't know why he did. He played the pizza guy. Oh, uh, that's cute. It was kind of dumb. And Julie Roberts see- and Jennifer Aniston were Stacy and um, I forgot her name, Phoebe Cates. Uh, yeah, Roger. I forgot Phoebe Cates' name too. Now I, uh, I like it. Now I'm sad for anybody who didn't come back. I'm like, you're telling me Jennifer Jason Lee didn't come back for that? No, that kind of bums me out. But uh, yeah, not Judge Reinhold either. Let me think. Who else? But but Sean Penn did. Yeah, that's cool. And. Brad Pitt was in it, and Ray Liotta. Wow. And Morgan Freeman was, a, was the narrator. You know, he was doing, wow. um, yeah. Hey, did you see the third Bill and Ted? No. It's really, really good. There's no way that's true. It's really good. It's really good. It's like the one movie that came out during COVID that made everybody happy. Those first two movies hold up except for the effects. But when you said Spicoli, it made me think of Bill and Ted. And they made it for like no money. And Keanu Reeves didn't have to make it because he's making like 17 John Wicks. So, so I went into it going like, if he wanted to make this, it's probably good. It's really good. Really? Yeah. I'm adding it to the list. All right. Bill list. and Ted face the music. I think you got to pay for it still, but I don't think anybody's streaming it for free. I could just put Bill and Ted 3 out pretty, pretty much. I could find it. Yeah. I think we did it. I, th- I think it's been an hour. I have no idea what we talked about. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Uh, do, you, do you have public social media? I forget. Yeah, I'm all real now. Oh, okay. So how do we find you? Oh, um, well, on uh, what's that? The Twitter. <laughs> I'm on all right. The that Twitter. gets us half the way there. Yeah. And um. Uh, Michelle Saleo one Michelle with one L Saleo. That's easy to spell, right? Five letters. Yeah. There you go. And then the number one. There you go. On the Twitter. And I and I just got TikTok. Oh, do you? Well, I have. I, I'm not on TikTok. What do you? What, what do you? How do you find you on TikTok? I am. Hold on. Look right now. I, I just I realized just recently that I'm Devo on Dari eight. 
which I'm not, uh, I'm sure you know, Devo Andare in Italian means I got to go. Okay. So wait, and then I, I, have, I have to find out what the underscores are and all that crap. All right, relax. Okay, who am I? <laughs> Me? Okay, Devo Andare and then the letter, and then the number eight. And I, I don't know why it's eight, but that's that. And I, and I have 302 views on my very first TikTok, which was filmed during the last presidential debate. And you can follow me at Not On My Book on Twitter and Instagram. That is the official Caffeinated Comics social networking feed. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Caffeinated Comics for all the news and reposts that we find during the week. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, there's plenty of ways to do it. You can go to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, depending on how up-to-date your operating system is. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Amazon Music. There's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. And we will talk to you next week.